Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. And now, it's time for Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Hey, welcome back to Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast. Yes, your hottest source for Conan O'Brien related gossip. That's right. And we're your hosts. I'm Mike Sweeney, a writer on The Conan Show, and I'm joined by Jesse Gaskell, also a staff writer on The Conan. Yes, a staff writer. Thank you. That's right. I don't aspire to more than that. That's all I need. Perfect spot for me. I'm not ambitious. I mean, I am (laughs) ambitious, obviously, because I got here, but... Right. I don't want, I don't ever want to be fully in charge. I don't want the buck to stop with me. <laughs> right. What you're saying is you don't like it when people are mad at you. Exactly. Why don't you just say that? The head writer, every, everyone's mad at you all the time, right? Everyone's always mad. Yes. Above and, uh, and below. If anyone is ever pleased with you, they don't say it out loud. No, That's you never I, get any positive feedback. No. And there's no one to complain to. Well, you and all the That's former Conan head writers should have a support group. That's a great suggestion. And we never get together to, uh, I think, because we're spread out all over the place. Although now we could do it on Zoom. Also, yeah. though, I would be worried that there would be a mole in the group and someone who was going to report back to Conan. All we would be saying is how great he is to work for <laughs> and how wonderful the ride has been. I think we know who the mole is. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> well, we have a great show today. We sure do. We're talking to Phil Rosenthal. He created who... Everyone Loves Raymond. But now he's got a new show. It's a travel show on Netflix where he goes around the world and uh, tries cuisines in different countries. Oh, the ultimate scam. But we had a really good conversation with Phil. He's a really nice guy and had a lot of great stories about getting started in show business and good Mm -hmm. advice for people. So here's our interview with Phil Rosenthal. By the way, I'm Jesse Phil. Nice to meet you. Hi. I'm Mike. We've met before. I remember you, Mike. Yes. I had dinner once at your house. That was fun. I don't remember it. And remind me of the occasion. It was just your birthday and you wanted to try new friends. So you'd buy it. (laughs) It was... uh, I'm good friends with Mike Royce. That's it. And uh, he, you were having a, a dinner. Movie with, night? Exactly, yes. It was so great. came, came we for pizza. We ate outside. I, t- I totally remember you. I think yeah. we've met elsewhere also. We've met. Yes. I, I've run into you in hotel lobbies with Conan. And you're like, why does Conan have a skinny, emaciated uh, security guard with him? <laughs> but it was me. Well, say hi to him for me. We had, a, we had an incredible oh. evening that we shared because we, right before the whole thing shut down, 
I'm out to dinner with Alice and Janney, my wife and daughter. We're friends. Mm-hmm. And we're at Republique in, in, on La Brea. And I think it, it must have been like three days before lockdown, right? And Conan comes in with uh, Joe McHale. We've met a couple of times and we say hi and they sit at the table right next to us and they're, they're great. Separately, all of a sudden, in comes David Letterman. David Letterman in uh, the wild. In El- like, Los Angeles. That's crazy. Uh, uh, we, uh, the rarest of sight. Conan was astounded. I was astounded. Allison Janney is astounded. We're all <laughs> like the whole restaurant. Everyone's mouths are open. We can't believe this man is. So, you know, Letterman was actually uh, one of the producers. It was his company right. of Everybody Loves Raymond. It was an Worldwide HBO Pants. Worldwide Pants co-production. And I met him once in person when we uh, when I got the job. I had to go and interview at his. That's another story. But yeah. <laughs> at the time, at his show was going, and I, I went to talk to him. The entire nine-year run of Raymond, I then spoke to him a grand total. Never saw him again. Really? Spoke to him on the phone a grand total of five minutes. Really? That- it was like after season one, he called. Hey, congratulations. Wow. I hear the show's picked up. Yes, that's right. We're very excited. He goes, now, how many uh, years do they pick you up for? <laughs> He's used to getting tenure that's orders. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure about your world, Dave, but here yeah. in Hollywood, it's one year at a time. Really? Oh, well, that's good. That's good. And then three years later, hey, I heard you won a thing. That's uh, We're all proud. Of it. Okay. <laughs> he was always very nice. The only other time I ever spoke to him was the week he was going off the air himself. Ray mm-hmm. had been on the show for like... The, his last appearance, maybe in the, the week before. And he thanked Dave for, you know, his good life. And I thought, I, I should call Dave. He, he helped me out <laughs> as well. <laughs> so I called and believe it or not, I got a call back the night before Dave's last show. He called me. I'm like, you got wow. nobody better to call? <laughs> yeah. And he called me and we talked on the phone for like 20 minutes. Wow. And it was wonderful. And he couldn't have been nicer. I think having a kid, you know, Really changed him, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He just became sweet and mellow, and maybe I'll grow a grandpa beard or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah, he became Santa. He did. And then now I see him at the restaurant, and he's like my friend, and I can't believe it. It was so much fun, and we were just, we were all blown away, and Conan and I are looking at each other like, can you believe this? (laughs) (laughs) So It was so great. It was so great. Well, That's yeah, it. and who, who knew that that would be the last time you'd ever see anyone in person again? <laughs> last time you'd eat out in a restaurant. But by the yeah. way, isn't that a good last time? Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> if you're going to have one. Right? Yeah. Wow, I really felt like I was in Hollywood that night. Oh, yeah. Plus, you don't have to stretch to bring it up. You know, it's like, oh, well, it sounds like you're just talking about your last time in a restaurant. It just so happens. You saw the yes. Were there. <laughs> that is crazy. That's you have no crazy. control over it. That is wild about, I don't know, I, it never occurred to me how hands-on or hands-off David Letterman would be Not with his production bit. company. Maybe Not he one. had no notes. Exactly. He, he was reading all the scripts, he just had no notes. It's perfect. Here's the kind of boss, <laughs> here's the kind of boss you want. I hire you, and this is how I feel about when I invest in restaurants, right? Because I'm right. stupid enough to do that. I <laughs> bet on the chef. What do I know about restaurants? Right. I love this food. I mm-hmm. want to support this guy or this girl. I love this food. And I think other people will love it too. I'm in. After that, run it. You do what you do. 
So Isn't you that how you wish every yes, studio like was? Yes. yes. You had never mentioned the decor, the flower arrangements. If that. I'm asked or there's Aha. something egregious or I'm passing on stuff I've heard that they right. might want to know. Right. Someone who doesn't even know that I'm an investor or maybe they do know and they want and, and I'll consider this. Is this a note worth giving? Yeah. So I'm just passing on what I heard. Like you threw a knife at somebody. Don't maybe you don't do that. We have in common that we all uh, work on travel shows. Yes, and I love have Conan's, you, by the way. I love we, it. Do you work well, on that We love personally? yours. Yeah, we both do. Mike Jesse and I. I, I love it. So you go with him. We go with we him. But, but we've been really thinking about how, you know, when are we going to be able to do that again? And you must be feeling the same way. Of course. But I, I mean, beyond that, when can we go at all as people? Uh, yes. Yes. Well, like, even if you could go now, yes, it doesn't sound enjoyable. Like, you'd land somewhere and kind of be like, okay, welcome to Italian lockdown. I mean, it's kind of... Yeah, there are like $20 flights to Italy right now. <laughs> if you, right. you could go. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that deal where if you buy a house in this particular town in Italy, it's yours for a dollar? Oh, I heard that. Yes. You just have to fix it up. They just want right. the place <laughs> fixed up. So you'll fix it up. And uh, I'm like, wow. No one's touched the house since 1540. Yes, right. So I did stay in a place that was like that, a medieval town where the town was the hotel. So like oh, this wow. big company took over. It's called Il Boro. And I recommend it. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. It does take 20 minutes, though, for the hot water to start sure. in their shower. I said, yeah, they're not kidding with the medieval. Yeah. Right, right. Where's that in uh, Italy? Tuscany. Oh. Ooh. But I mean, it's a little hilltop village. Yeah. And mm-hmm. every... Like building is, you know, a three bedroom thing for you and your family. So oh that's the hotel. And then the town's restaurant is the hotel restaurant oh, where wow. everyone gathers in the morning and you walk down the little hill. It's gorgeous. This place. There's so many great things in the world to do. Yes. I just can't wait. And when people I ask know. me, where's the first place you're going to go? You know what I say? The diner down the street. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all we want is normalcy. I want to go to my coffee shop that I walk to every morning. And just be normal again. Then I'll worry about, am I going back to Italy? I know. Even talking about this sounds uh, like we're talking about world peace, achieving world peace. It just sounds crazy. (laughs) Traveling to another country. And we don't want the compromised experience. We don't want. I want to be able to, you know, the great thing about Italy, let's say. Is not only is everywhere you look gorgeous, not every only is every bite of food beautiful, but everyone's hugging and kissing you. Yeah. Right? right? I want to make out with people when I'm traveling. Come on. <laughs> That's the fun part. <laughs> to get to get a hug and a kiss from an old lady who serves you gelato. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, else I love about Italy? They love children there. They love children yes. in restaurants. And I'm like, That's oh, right. Oh, this is fantastic. Yes. Yeah. What a what a fantastic country. It's where all that's, a Chuck E. Cheese. It's that's so encouraged. Yes. Yes. I always tell people in all my travels, where should we take our kids where they've never traveled before? I always say right. Venice because yeah. it's the it's a small world ride. Yes, it is. Uh, it totally Everyone is. waving is Italian, but yeah, I also right. found like we took our kids when they weren't even three and six years old. Mm-hmm. But I found that not only did they love the whole water feature, right. but when you did walk They would gladly walk as long as it was ending in pizza or gelato. And in Italy, it usually is. Yes. (laughs) No, their favorite foods are around every corner. Yeah. So Venice, people. When it's back. And Venice, you know, from the shutdown, it got cleaned up. 
The water is oh, sparklingly right. beautiful. It used to be there's no more toxic substance on the earth than the water in the Venice Canal. Right. Like Catherine Hepburn fell in there in 1956 <laughs> when she was filming uh, uh, Summertime and uh -huh. had an eye infection the rest of her life. That's true. That's true. That is true. I mean, it is... It created the gap in her teeth. Toxic sewer water. And now there's footage of, of fish, Octopi. jellyfish, yep. dolphin, I think, out in there. Yep. Wow. Crystal clear. You can see the bottom. Gorgeous. You're your young kids can go swimming there if you take them there. Are you guys, if you want to, are uh, and the world is fine, are you able to go and do your show some more, the travel show? Well, I mean, we hope so eventually. We're we're just still figuring out if we can even do the Conan show somewhere. Oh, God. Besides his home. Oh, right. my God. For now. I have to imagine that will be easier to do than the travel show. Yes. Is the studio uh, yes. show. Yes. Right? We actually had a travel show scheduled the week that uh, everyone went into quarantine. The week that you were at Republique. That's right. <laughs> we were supposed to be going to Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. I did the Buenos Aires. Wow, it's great. I saw that one. I know, oh, and it made me great. so sad that we didn't it. get to go. <laughs> but I, I just love what you guys are doing. I, can we do a crossover? Let's, I know. I was going to say, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, why don't we, we do one together? Into each other. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Where be, where have you not been yet that you would like to go with your show? I haven't been to India yet. I haven't been to Australia oh, yeah. on the show yet. I haven't been to New Zealand yet. I haven't been to Shanghai. There's a, yeah, it's a big world. Yeah, yeah. We try. We had a trip planned to India, and we had a hard time getting the permits for it. But not tough. only are you guys way funnier than me, but you're also more adventurous. You're actually doing hard really? stuff. Really? You think that's true? I do. I don't think I'm doing the hard stuff yet because I'm just, dip, you know, I, I've done, I've filmed between the PBS show and these and the ones you haven't seen yet, uh, five more coming in, in the fall or winter that are okay. shot. We got in just under the wire, by the I way. I was going to say. Uh, we finished in uh, mid-January. Oh, wow. But, but they're shot. Yeah. Yeah, where did you I can't go? tell. Can I can't you? tell you the. Oh, okay. okay, very the, good. They don't let it. you. They I they know. like they like these things to drop like a Beyonce album. <laughs> <laughs> so I listen to Beyonce <laughs> or watch Phil. <laughs> what do I do? We're not I hate allowed having to, to choose. I don't know why. I really I don't understand how things work. But <laughs> I'm in my infancy. I feel so. I've done 28. Right. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. But but that's it. That's that's like. That's it. Remember, that's a, I'm an old Jewish man who who is just, I'm Younger not going anywhere. There's not a hotel with a bed and a pillow. I'm right. not I'm not Anthony Bourdain. In fact, the way I sold the show was I said, I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain if he was afraid of everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. And I mean it. Now, having done this many, 28, I am, my toe is getting a, into a little deeper water, right? Just yeah. a oh, little. that's nice. Well, you're an adventurous doing. eater. You've always been. So I think you're probably a lot more adventurous than Conan on that front. Uh, everyone tells me that Conan does not care about food. <laughs> yeah, not, not in it's a It's more of a fuel, yeah, I would yeah. say. See, that, know, would be, that would be our episode. If he, he had to, he would eat get, try to get me to do something that I would never do, and I would get him to eat stuff that he would. Right, eat. right, right, right. Oh yeah, I like that. I'm just curious okay. about the production for your travel shows. How yes. long do does it usually take to film an episode? A week. A week. Yeah. How about you guys? Same for us. Yeah. yeah. Usually, but I mean, it's a lot. We, it's a very, very full it's a busy week. week. Yeah. Yeah. 
We but went to a, Greenland last year and yes. we only had two days there. And also yeah. we were covering a topical because Trump had just said, hey, let's buy Greenland. And then so we also <laughs> e- edited it in like five, four and a half days to get it on the air. So so that that was a very unusual. But normally it's a week of right. shooting. Yeah. And it's and it's fully planned out. I mean, you guys, right. you do because Conan, of course, is a is a, a star around the world. You do have access to stuff that I actually don't have access to. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yes. You know, in, in, uh, including celebrities, shows in the place, like when you went on that right. talk show uh, in, was it Mexico? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah, he likes because they know who he is. Soap operas, yeah, yes, right. Well, so sometimes has... they know, or sometimes it seems like they might just be flattering him. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Japan. Yes, not one person. Because I think when he we go to a country, he loves to go outside and take the temperature of. Oh, are there fans here? Do people know who I? You know, will yes. I get any love at all? Especially because he likes to do a lot of man on the street stuff. So yes. Those best moments tend to be people just barging in front of the camera unplanned. So we go walk around Tokyo and <laughs> just no one even looks at him. And it was that way the whole week. They have to look at him because he's a giant no. in that country. Well, yes. <laughs> they thought they assumed he was in cosplay, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's on stilts. He, he is an anime character. Right. Come yeah. to life in Japan. Yeah. But I, so, I, I love kind of being not known when I talk to people mm. on the street. Right. That's pretty great, actually. Sure. Well, and you know, I'm pe- always impressed with your show that you, I mean, you talk, you find such great characters. And I don't know if some of that is like, is is that you're able to seek out people in advance or your producers do, or that you just really yeah. stumble on people all or, the time. You have a both. good instinct. Just it's, yeah. It's both. Them. And yeah. of course, the ones that aren't fantastic or even the foods that aren't fantastic, I'm not putting in. Right. right, 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 right. Just like you, if something that which is why says, you need to be there a week. Yes, then they say, oh, uh, even Netflix note would come from a from an executive. It looks like you like everything. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I like everything I'm putting in the show. Right? Would you like this show? Hey, I'm gonna try this new thing. Eh? Nah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that the show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to come. The whole purpose of my thing is I want you to travel. I want think the world right. would yeah. be better if right. we all could yes. experience other people experience. Yeah. I'm trying to be enthusiastic as, as enthusiastic as I can be. There's no acting on the show. It's really me. It's really this right. is how I feel. I, I was blessed right. or cursed with this face. I can't play poker. <laughs> <laughs> and so you see, you can tell how it tastes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Phil doesn't and, like it. Yeah. Well, that's happened. Of course that happens. Sure. But we only keep it in if it's funny. Right. That, yeah. Like like the thousand year old egg. Right. I thought yeah. my brother oh, I thought my brother would die laughing. <laughs> because I t- turned every shade of that egg uh, for people yes. who don't know it's a it's a preserved egg in Hong Kong that I had in it's it is It's not really a thousand years old, is it? It just tastes that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's buried in lime and ash underground for weeks to months until it kind of hard boils itself and what you get is a white when they cut it in half like hard boiled eggs on the table right the white is a brownish orange and the yolk is a bluish green (laughs) and there was a chinese woman at the table who would not touch it 
Oh, wow. I was surprised because I said, this is your cuisine, not mine. Right. She goes, I know. I'm not touching it. I'm like, all right, if you taste it, I'll taste it. And she went like this, like little tiny tip of tongue. I was, I was like, come on. Because I'm hilarious, I popped <laughs> the whole thing in my mouth. Sure, you had to. And I turned every shade of that egg. Wow. And you could hear my brother behind the camera laughing. The first thing you taste is really, really rotten egg. Rotten, like sulfur, Oof. like a sulfur Oof. mine. Oof. And then that's supplanted by a tsunami of ammonia. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> well, you've sold tsunami me. Tsunami of ammonia. By the way, give it to somebody on, yeah. a, on a TV show. I think the Today Show. They yeah. wanted to try it sure. after seeing the clip. And I think Tamron Hall took a yeah. huge bite out of it. I said, it's too much. And yeah. she goes, I kind of like it. Huh. I She's said, a better liar. You might, uh, you might enjoy my mother's cooking. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Wait, so your brother... He's the is producer the of the affair? show. I he love was, it. He was the, he's been a TV producer for a long time. Oh. And, uh, you know, he worked at Comedy Central. He worked on the Facebook, all their original videos and stuff. Oh, wow. So when I got the thing, started at mm -hmm. PBS, I called him and I said, I got this thing. They're going to go to give me six on the air, can go wherever I want yeah. and, and eat. He goes, Really? They gave you that show. I said, yeah. Oh, he must hate you. They gave you that show. They gave you that show. He goes, he goes what are they going to call the show? The Lucky Bastard? <laughs> and I said, quit, quit your job. Be the producer of this show. And we'll call our production company Lucky Bastards. Oh, that's I great. love it. And so he did. And so I, now I get to go around with my brother. And now he can't resent you. He well, still can. He still can. Well, of course. <laughs> but do you guys can... fight at all? Well, hardly ever. Hardly yeah. ever. 
Yeah. It's it's been a, a lifetime of fighting that now having dreams come true, we've realized maybe we are lucky bastards, right? Yeah. 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 Let's not wreck it by having an argument. Let's of just course. enjoy this. Of yeah. course. But there's tiny the the thing of working with family is that the shorthand where you just have to go right. like this, just raise the eyebrow and they know Right. Some, and you've yeah. communicated everything you because they, they've seen it a million times. Well, you maybe you can you were... tell us about, I mean, because you went from being a showrunner to then being in front of the camera. So it probably was nice for you to have someone you trusted there so that Absolutely. you weren't having to also direct everything. Absolutely. But sometimes I'll be in the middle of a scene. I'll, look to, I'll just look out of the corner of my eye to see if, is this going okay? I don't even know. Right. And my brother's yeah. on his phone. Because ah. <laughs> it's just me. But well, so he's doing what the producer does. <laughs> I guess. That's <laughs> but yeah, and that's a good point Jesse brought up at, from Everyone Loves Raymond. You must have like a good director's eye too. So are you doing that as you go along now shooting your show? Like, oh, are we grabbing that cutaway and all all those yeah. sort of thoughts? You have it all in your head and then you try right. to forget about it all and just be right. in the scene like a person. Right. That's, that's the, hard. But that, but also it gets more natural. Like my parents, for example, they're in the show. Everyone is in love with them. They're the stars of the show. My mother has since passed away. She passed away in October. But my dad is still in it telling a joke on every episode. Uh He's he's fantastic. My wife sits with him. It's it's fantastic. It's great. And they're great. And the first time I used them, I made this documentary about taking Everybody Loves Raymond to Russia. Right. Uh, It's called Exporting Raymond. They asked me to- turn my show into Everybody Loves Kostya over there. <laughs> right. And I said I would do it if I could document the whole thing. And it turned out funny because of how much I suffered in that trip. But one of the things I did was my parents had been to Russia in their travels, and I took a camera crew to their house to start the movie. Tell mm-hmm. me about Russia. You'll also get a little background. This is where the parents from Everybody Loves Raymond come from, mm-hmm. from them. Right. So... You know what it's like. You you go, you wire people, you put the thing down the front of their shirts. They never had this. They You clip it on their behinds. Yeah. There's guys with big cameras in their kitchen. Right. And they're freaked out. And within five minutes, uh. they're fighting as if nobody's. <laughs> Seriously. Nope. And it's been that way ever since. And I've used them ever since. Yeah. Because they're they were like, great. finally, someone realized we're meant to be on TV. They're They're gold. <laughs> And I swear we've I've ha- we've filmed Skype calls where they have started fighting, and it was not funny. Uh, uh, where it was so oh. like oh wow th- dark, oh wow, and I'm I'm almost in tears. Oh no! And I, the crew is watching like, <laughs> what is this? Like and this I, is a joke. And, and then I have to be a therapist and get them back oh. and get them to a place. Where we can at least be civil for the rest of the phone call. That's the footage I w- I'd like to of see. Course. That footage as a <laughs> oh no, it's not. De- I mean, it's so it's so deeply yeah. personal and raw that you it's unusable. Now, like yeah. it, 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 if I showed it to you, you would go. Uh, I wish I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you swallowing the egg. Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> but that happened once. Yeah, but the, <laughs> right. I, I only tell you this. To show you how everyone gets used to the camera. Right. You forget about it, Mm -hmm. as it should be. Otherwise, you'd never get anything that wasn't unselfconscious, right? Yeah, everyone had... They were saying that about the the Michael Jordan, The Last Dance documentary, that 
at you could tell over time that he started getting less self-conscious when he cried at the end of that one episode because some of his teammates didn't said they didn't like him so much all the time i thought that was one of the greatest moments ever in a documentary did yeah. you ever did you do you yeah. know what i'm talking about that moment i i, so I remember him crying profusely the first time they won the the championship which i'm not talking about expected. that i'm talking about the interview oh yes yes and he's he's and he's looking at his out. ipad yeah. and he's yes. I, obviously they're showing him footage that they shot yes. And he actually he gets very defensive yeah. and he says, I didn't ask them to do right. anything that I didn't do myself. And right. he, he was like, I've never seen a, a, a more vulnerable moment from a giant superstar. Yeah. 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 But he still wanted approval. Yeah. Isn't that something that you never All... get over that? By the way, I'm not I, I know nothing about sports, but this right. thing was so wonderful because any idiot can recognize this is the greatest person who's right. ever done anything being the best at what they do. We should all be as right. good at what we do as this man is right. what he does. Right. So it transcends sports into just greatness like Muhammad Ali. Yes, so, exactly. Well, no, you became I, a basketball fan at exactly. I the like, right time. I, I like I'm a fan <laughs> of talent. But don't we like seeing like I'll go to the ballet if it's the world's greatest. If it's Mikhail Baryshnikov to see somebody do that. Now you've gone too far. Yes, I understand. <laughs> I understand. But don't you want to see the greatest of everything? Of course. Yes. Because there's only two kinds of anything, good and bad, right? And then there's great. Yep. Did you ever meet Muhammad Ali? I grew up worshiping him. I, I did meet him. I was like, there's, there's, he was on my list of, ah, I just want to see him, even from a distance. But How did you meet him, Phil? Yeah. Uh, my friend David Wilde and I co-wrote the telethon, the 9-11 telethon that George Clooney produced. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. And we wrote it with some other people. And basically it was, there'd be a song, and e either in a New York studio or an L.A. studio from somebody, and then a famous actor or personality would make an appeal for money to help the families, or they would tell a story of incredible heroism or have a message. So if you remember... There, there was a lot of anti-Muslim activity going on in right. America because they were blaming all Muslims for this yes. attack. And right. Muslims were getting beaten up in the streets and children were getting punched in school. It was a horror. So Muhammad Ali is going to come and he's going to give a message. Muhammad Ali at this time in 2001 was yeah. on the decline with Parkinson's right. and he's very shaky. But mm -hmm. that same year, Will Smith played him in the movie. Right. So Will Smith right. is going to accompany Ali. And we were hanging out in the hall the day of the live broadcast, which is it was I think broadcast on every station on the earth. It was it right. was every it was everywhere. And we're in a tiny hallway, and in comes Will, and right behind him is Ali, and Ali is shaking. His he's got the Parkinson's, you know, mm -hmm. tremble right. And I was shocked to see him. I mean, I was I was just like three feet away, and we're right. all a bunch of us crammed in there, and I go oh. Hey, champ, like that. <laughs> and he just keeps shaking. And it's a very awkward silence. Right. And I went, uh, how you doing? Like this to make it worse, of course. Sure. And, and silence. And I look and I'm about to just smile and say something else. And he extends his right arm super fast and the fist stops a fraction of an inch from my nose. 
He wow. just whipped it out like that, like boom, like that. And I went, oh, like this. And everyone, of course, laughed. Sure. Yeah. And that was his joke. That's how he communicated. Uh, wow. That's how he did it. And I it also shut you, you up, which was a net yes. side benefit. Perfect. But he did it to be, and, and there was a twinkle in his eye that I'll never forget, and a slightest mm. smile. And I just, you know, touched his hand, which is right. the size of my head. And you fell in love instantly. It yeah. was as if Mozart wrote you a little ditty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could say you almost got yeah. punched out by him. He was in there. You know what I mean? He was yes. in. Yeah. He yes. was all there, and he was in there, and he was playful and great. Yeah. And then his message: Go take a look at that. It must be okay. on YouTube. Will Smith introduces him, and then yeah, we can try he manages. He manages to dig it out, and says the most profound thing about relations that would be perfect for right now. Of course, mm -hmm. what a guy! What a guy! Yeah, talk about so transcending. Oh man. And you know what else I loved about him? He was so funny. He was, yes! which is what you're saying right now. But uh, yes. like, I mean, I would go on deep dives with my sons just to like experience him with Howard Cosell. Yes. I just couldn't get enough of him. And, and he was so funny and, and always had that twinkle in his eye. But then also he could pivot to like, there are some great episodes where he was on Mike, the old Mike Douglas show. Right. And, and I think Sly Stone was on yeah. with him. Like Sly Stone was co-hosting all week. And Sly was like in a real Las Vegas phase. Yeah. And then yeah. you had Ali coming on in, you know, a, a dark suit and being very, just very serious about racial injustice and everything. And those two are clashing on this. It's, I've never seen TV like that. I, I mean, you don't think of TV like that back in the 70s. No. And well, it there is was time. amazing. You, nowadays... I don't have to tell you. It's a four-minute segment. Well, you can't get into anything. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just no, sound bites. But, yeah. But this was it. a whole hour, so it's like amazing. Mike Douglas, like, uh, we'll be back with more. <laughs> they and were killing it, time. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's but really people amazing. think people think if you if you have a lot of stuff packed into your hour, many right. many things that that keeps the audience entertained. When really, right. getting sucked into content is what really does it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, Phil, we actually have to wrap up. That went by really fast. But um, I love we, talking to you. We love talking to you, too. And we could, we could have you back to I, well, continue. Well, anytime. I, and I would talk to you over lunch or any other social occasion. Or we'll oh, meet well, you in New nice. Zealand. Why yeah. Not? I know. I, I, I love the idea of a crossover episode. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's listen. Here's what I'm telling people. I don't know if you have a minute. I know people are watching your travel show, my travel show. Oh, Look how it used to be. I'm melancholy about it, right? I'm feeling, you know, sentimental and sad even that, yeah. that we can't go. But guess what? This is going to end. Of course it is. We're in the middle of the tragedy right now. We can't see the end. We're thinking right. about uh, how am I going to get by next week? Right. But it will end. Just not as fast as we want it to. Mm -hmm. So watch these shows as you always have. Hey, I want to go there. Let's plan a trip, honey. Yeah. Let's plan our trip. And then it gives you something to look forward to. And yeah. then when this is over, we go. Yeah. I mean, realistically, no one was going to get to go with, in the next. You don't usually plan a trip for less than six months out anyway. So, yes, it's about but, the same but, thing. But, but look at these shows. Plan it out and do it. You've got to have something to look forward to. That's all yes. life is. And of course, this will end. And I have the empirical evidence of it's only ended every other time. Something terrible like this. Right. So that's <laughs> one, one way or the other.
It's well, definitely going to One more thing we always like to ask our guests, uh, since this is a podcast about Hollywood, um, if there's one piece of advice that you could offer to someone oh. out there who might want to do what you're doing. I'm going to pay it forward. From get, I got the best advice I ever got from Ed Weinberger. Mike, do you know who that is? No. He was an executive producer on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Taxi oh, and a okay. bunch of other shows. Great, hilarious guy. Uh-huh. Very smart. I'm writing the pilot for Raymond. I ask him for advice. He goes, do the show you want to do, because in the end, they're going to cancel you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so that that's is great, that's advice. great advice, especially for kids. It's for anybody. And it's so mm -hmm. it's about anything, not just show business. Listen, we all get canceled one day. Right. Yep. So right. it's literally live your life. I love it. Yeah. Don't get too caught up in with notes from other people. Yes. Or, you know right. what you're trying to predict what the market wants. Exactly. You're absolutely right. That's always a dead end. See? Yeah, make the content you want and the, the right audience will find it. By the way, you're doing it. We are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. I know Conan, Conan is giving you tons of notes, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. He has no idea that we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. If he found out, he'd, he'd put an end to this immediately. <laughs> this is being us. done in my name? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Were you I, ever fired from a job? Of course. I don't know, Phil. You, you know, my whole genesis is I felt I was guard at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Ah, oh, and where? Wow. Uh, what part? Uh, all over. Yeah, I yeah. did. I worked a daytime where you say you, the the same phrase over and over down the hall and to the left, right? right you know, right. for the bathroom. But but then also I worked four to midnight, and then I worked midnight to eight in the morning because oh, I was wow. I was in theater in New York, and and I I couldn't work otherwise. And I was twenty one years old, and I thought I could handle this, right? Uh, and I was going on my third night without sleep. And at five in the morning, they found me asleep on a 300-year-old bed, and they fired me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I uh, later... Was it worth it, though? Well, it was the Asian wing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Years later, in uh, L.A., trying to make it, and I'm going to write a spec sitcom script with a partner, because maybe I can do that. And there's a show called Roseanne, and we'll write a spec Roseanne. What will we write about? Well, what if John Goodman's character has to take another job and he works at the local museum and he falls asleep on a 300-year-old bed and gets fired, okay? And we write it and we get an agent because everyone who reads it goes, what an imagination. Ah, <laughs> so that was great. everything. I so love you never that. know. That's you never great. know where the break yes. is going to come. And so I tell kids, live your write life, you know. go out yes. there, go yes. have experiences so yes. you have something to write about and you never yes. know where the break is going to come. Don't sleep yeah, for three nights. Yeah, take that odd job that you think isn't is going to be a dead end. We all yeah. think, oh, this is beneath me. I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. I, why aren't I famous already? Right. right? So you, you take it because you never know. If you're going to write about real life, you have to have one. Yes. Yes. You can't just write about being an aspiring writer. No, that's boring. I thought you were going to say you ended up buying the Met Museum. But, <laughs> well, there is a plaque now that Just says the cafe. Phil Rosenthal yeah. slept here. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, well, Phil, this was a delight. Thank you so You're much. You're a delight. Thanks, Thank Phil. You. This was fun. I loved it. So that was Phil Rosenthal. Really nice guy. Yeah, that was fun chatting with him. Season three of Somebody Feed Phil is available on Netflix now. Yes, but watch, of course, Conan Without Borders on Netflix first. 
And you can also watch Kona Without Borders on the new HBO Max streaming service. Yeah, that's so great. I don't know if I have HBO Max. (laughs) I think I have HBO Min. I have the minimum amount of HBO. The bare minimum, yes. Yes. We have a listener question, Sweeney. (gasps) Yes, we're so excited. His name's Ray. Hi, Mike and Jesse. Did Abe Vigoda have a good sense of humor about the sketches he was in on Late Night? Love the show, Ray. Abe Abe Vigoda was in a ton of sketches. He was in a ton of sketches because the second he would appear in the studio, the crowd would go nuts for him. (laughs) They just loved seeing Abe Vigoda and and his deadpan puss. And uh, Abe Vigoda, of course... um, I think he became famous from the original Godfather movie. Yeah. And then he got a sitcom after that called Fish, where he played a deadpan detective who just kind of- Oh, that's great. I didn't know about the sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the crowds loved him so much that, you know, we'd be writing sketches the night before and we didn't have an ending. Like we would do a sketch with six, we'd call them beats, like, you know, five mini comedy pieces within one overall theme, like Salute to Spring or something like that. And we'd like, oh, we don't have the ending. We don't have the ending. And then it'd be like, uh, let's write something for Abe Vigoda. Uh, he was your half- hitter. Yes, he was. you're halfway home. You already know you're going to get a huge reaction just yes. by having him come Screams. through the curtain. So then it was just, okay, we need a good Abe Vigoda idea. Even a, <laughs> even a shitty Abe Vigoda idea. Just to get us out of town. So we could call so him up. So Abe Vigoda was the thing that got you all out of the office. Exactly. It was still Before 9 p.m., yeah. Yes. <laughs> but then we had to call. And of course, he tended to always be available. I mean, he lived, <laughs> I think, on the west side, upper west side. And we did a sketch once where Conan called up Paula Davis, our talent coordinator, and said, uh, uh, you know, hey, uh, we need Abe Vigoda on the show. Is he available? And and it's a shot of her at her desk. She goes, uh hold on, I'll check. And then the camera widens out and Abe's sitting right next to her on the couch reading a magazine. And she just goes, Abe, can you do the show tonight? He goes, um, let me check. <laughs> yes, I'm available. So That's great. He was the original Nicolas Cage. Ex- <laughs> Says yes to everything. Yes, which also used to be a theme on our show. Anyway, Abe Vigoda, a lot of people's favorite sketch with him was Robert Duvall was on the show. And uh, mm. one of the writers, it might have been Andy Blitz, had the idea to recreate the famous scene from the first Godfather movie between Robert Duvall and Abe Vigoda, where Abe's beg- kind of quietly begging for his life. They both agreed to recreate that scene in our in our little scene doc where we shot stuff. And it was... Wow. Loved it. Yeah, it was great. Was it funny yeah. or was it just good? It was funny. <laughs> It was like, you know, Abe going, can you, you know, could you let, let it go? Can you let me go? And he's like, I can't, sorry, Sal, I can't do that. He's like, why don't we go for ice cream? And he just <laughs> is trying to talk him into going. Oh, out yeah. And at the end of late night, I, one of my favorite things is Conan uh, was winding up the show. Uh, and he goes, you know, we're, this is our last week of shows in New York. And, you know, we're finishing up a lot of things here. And one thing we have to do is we have to set Abe Vigoda free. <laughs> and it turns out we kept him in a cage. We opened up this cage and you just saw him run out into a field and just we just stayed on him running for like 20 seconds off into the distance. And he was happy and free. Aww. He was going to go live among other people. farm upstate, yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, Ray, I hope we answered your question. Our voicemail line is open for other questions. Yes. If anyone else has one, call us at 323-209-5303. Or, or email us at insideconanpod at gmail.com. 
Yeah, we love hearing from you. Have a great week. We like you. Inside Conan, an important Hollywood podcast, is hosted by Mike Sweeney and me, Jesse Gaskell. Produced by Jen Samples. Engineered and mixed by Will Becton. Supervising producers are Kevin Bartelt and Aaron Blayart. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Thanks to Jimmy Vivino for our theme music and interstitials. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. And of course, please subscribe and tell a friend to listen to Inside Conan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you like best. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.